Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Friday, everybody. Great to have you with us here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Rounds two and three of the NFL draft coming up tonight. We'll look back at round one in a moment and talk about what the Eagles did, what the Steelers did. Even what the Ravens did along the way. So we'll talk about that in just a few minutes, and then we'll preview rounds two and three coming up in the next half hour. Dennis Dodd, Neil Kulong along the way as well. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies, pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And uh, look, one of those rainy weekends, so you might as well stock up now and you can watch the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe some Major League Baseball, watch the draft tonight, watch rounds four through seven tomorrow. You can just kind of kick back and just enjoy, just relax. You know, what the heck? It's going to be one of those rainy weekends. Yeah, you know what? We can get through it. Brewers Outlet will make sure you can get through it and just enjoy. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. All with great warranties. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which is so important and really eases the buying experience. You want to make sure that the vehicle is taken care of for the life of the vehicle. And that's where the service department comes in. They are second to none. They do an outstanding job over there at Sunbury Motors, taking care of the vehicles. They have great technicians. They're always looking for more, too. That's the way the business has been going, more technicians. And they have great ones already there to make sure that your vehicle stays on the road, whether it's routine or difficult. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. So coming up, opening hour is going to be all about the NFL draft. We will talk about round one in just a few minutes uh, when we come back from the break, and we'll go through what the Eagles did last night. We'll go through what... What the Steelers did last night, slip in maybe the Ravens as well, a little bit on the Giants and the Jets. And uh, then we'll preview uh, the Penn State players to take a look at rounds two and three coming up tonight and four and seven tomorrow. Again, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back, and today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day, pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none on a rainy weekend, stock up now at Brewers Outlet, 
Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Ummel's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. All right, uh, winner of the opening round of the draft is easy. That's not even a remotely difficult thing to do, and that is, of course, the Houston Texans. Uh, They went out and were aggressive with what they did, and after Bryce Young was selected by Carolina, which was a, I think, is a terrific pick, they then get C.J. Stroud, and to their credit, they kept everything close to the vest, and the Texans told everybody in the the post-draft press conference last night, Guess what? He was our guy the entire time. And nobody let the cat out of the bag. And they get the quarterback they need. They needed a franchise quarterback. They got it. They then made the trade with the Arizona Cardinals. They got Will Anderson, the player I think is the best player in the draft. I know some people say Jalen Carter is, but uh, to be be honest with you, um, uh I thought Will Anderson was the best player going into the draft. Just my opinion, just watching him the last couple of years. He is just a phenomenal player. So the Texans, they win the first round. And, you know, let's face it, they're, they're not a good team. It's not like they suddenly became a Super Bowl team overnight. It's not like they became a playoff team overnight. But they set a pretty good foundation moving forward because they won the first round of the draft last night. They picked two of the top players in the entire draft back-to-back they were aggressive, and they made it pay off. You know, then after that, things get interesting. So let's talk about what the Eagles did. They get Jalen Carter, and they get Nolan Smith, both from Georgia. And that now goes with Davis. It goes with Dean. They've got you know they've got a lot of Georgia presence on on that defense. Uh, as you know, Dean. Uh, Struggled a lot last year and really couldn't find the field. He's going to have to find the field this year. Davis, as you know, I think is is only a situational player. And I said that last year, and so far he has done nothing to establish anything beyond that. Carter is a terrific, powerful player. He will be the heir apparent to Fletcher Cox. In fact, he may supplant Cox relatively quick in all of this. Uh, where Cox becomes the situational player, but this is the heir apparent. Quick off the ball, a lot of power, not a bad inside pass rusher. He's not, you know, please don't don't even begin to think he's in the same category as Aaron Donald. There's only one of those guys in the world, and the Rams have him. But he is an excellent player. The concern for Eagles fans happens to be what has happened with him since the national championship game. We know about the car accident. We know about the drag racing. We know about leaving the scene. We know about uh, not doing anything at the Combine. We know how bad the interview was at the Combine. We know that uh, when they finally went to Pro Day, he had to quit his drills because he couldn't do it. We all know he gained nine pounds in two weeks. I mean, there's just a long list of items that are just red flags about him. But if he gets himself in gear, like he was in gear the last couple of years at Georgia, he is a heck of a football player. He really and a powerful football player that can dominate the line of scrimmage. Pass rusher, he's okay, but for the most part, this guy is uh, outstanding against the run. Good athlete and just pure power to go with that quickness. 
He is when he is in shape and in gear and everything is firing for him uh, during the course of the game and he's engaged. He is a terrific player. Nolan Smith's an excellent edge rusher. There's no getting around it. He is uh, just really um, good off the edge. He is more in the mold of Hassan Reddick. I know they already have a Hassan Reddick. Uh, having a second one does not hurt. You always need edge rushers, and they've got that right now. Uh, they have um, edge rushers, and that is moving forward. They already had enough offense. They know that. They had enough offense. And they were able to get the job done by getting I, A lot of people thought they might take Smith in their original spot, which was, what, 10? And they were able to sit there at 30 and still get him. They had to feel like, hey, look, this all fell right for them. In the end, they got a guy in Nolan Smith they really wanted. Uh, And that is, in the end, a terrific plus. So the Eagles had a really an excellent draft. I know there are going to be concerns about Carter about character. There are going to be concerns about Carter about discipline and weight. Uh, because this has not been a great four-month period for him in by anybody's uh, stretch of the imagination. But if you're just looking at the tape and a pure football player, he is a terrific player, and Nolan Smith is really good off the edge. He is more in the Hassan Reddick role uh, mode. He is not a big. He's not big. He's not a huge guy coming off the edge, but he is very effective at coming off the edge. So, I mean, when you're looking at at the draft profiles of these guys, I mean, that is, you know, that's what you're getting with them. And it took a while. This was a different kind of draft last night. And I'm not surprised it was a different kind of draft. Uh, But in the end, um, you know, they... It didn't fall the way you thought it would fall. Brian Bressy being a first-round pick. Jack Campbell, who you know how much I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, he ended up being a first-round pick of the Detroit Lions. And so, Nolan Smith. Uh, again, here's going to be the problem for him. His lack of bulk does show up sometimes. And there are times he'll get, like, move, I mean, moved. Uh, but... He is a younger version of Hassan Reddick, and I think they'll use him in the same way. Uh, he, he can put his outside foot in the ground and explode back. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, we talk about him as a pass rusher, but he can slip box and actually be a good, be very good against the run. But the problem is his size comes into play because there are tackles that will take him and did at Georgia and literally uproot him. Just letting you know that's that's a problem. Broderick Jones, another Georgia player, he ends up being the guy going to the Steelers. They traded up a couple spots to get him. The message is simple. We are protecting Kenny Pickett. Excellent pick. Good feet. Good arms. Good length. And uh, I think uh, for the Steelers, that was a solid pick 
last night, no question. No Will Levis last night, so he'll have to wait till tonight for rounds two and three. Will will go in round two. There's no question about that. Somebody will take him in round two. Last time I checked, the Eagles starting quarterback was in round two. Uh, and Joey Porter Jr. In fact, I think Joey Porter Jr., if the Steelers hold on to their pick tonight, and they have the first pick tonight at 32, I think he goes to Pittsburgh. Uh, I think he'll be. I think there's a very good chance Joey Porter Jr. is the first player picked tonight and going to Pittsburgh because they still need a corner. He is the best corner left on the board. I thought Joey might go to the Giants last night. The Giants picked Deontay Banks, and it's interesting. Jack Ham and I talked on the phone yesterday afternoon, which was obviously before the draft. And Jack, and part of it was I was on in Pittsburgh yesterday. And Jack was going to be on in the afternoon show in Pittsburgh. And he says, you upstaged me. I said, I said, I didn't mean to. <laughs> but we were then talking about guys. And it, it, when Jack said, I don't get the Banks thing at all. And I said, Jack, I'm with you. I don't understand it. I know that he had a really good combine, you know, jumping ability, 40-yard dash. I got that. I said, but you and I saw him play three times in person. I said, do you remember him making a single play in any of the three games we did? And Jack said, no. And then Jack said to me, he says, he said, I don't know about you. He says, but I was watching the tape and I didn't really think too much of him on tape. You know, in terms of like when I'm, and when we mean we didn't think too much of him, it's not like we weren't impressed with anything, but nothing on tape he did stood out to make you say, well, you got to avoid that guy. And we both agreed on that. Like, to be honest with you, we kind of felt this is pre-draft. Like, he was just another guy. And he ended up being picked last night, not Joey. And uh, not quite so sure about that. I mean, I know Banks has great height. He's got some bulk. He has length. He has a lot of that. Um, and they showed some really good plays on the highlights last night. But I didn't quite... <sighs> Literally in three years, I don't remember a single play he made in the Penn State game. And Jack couldn't think of one either. Quentin Johnson ended up getting picked last night. I was thrilled for him because remember, Quentin Johnson a couple of weeks ago was told by the NFL, don't bother coming to Kansas City. You're not going to get picked in the first round. He got picked in the first round. Good for him. I was happy for him. Uh, Richardson. Uh... He has all the physical traits, but he doesn't have the tape that backs up the physical tape, the traits. I mean, he's a physical runner. He has a great arm. He has a great look to him. You watch him, like, when you watch him in games, like, it just looks like, you know, he can play. And then you realize as the game's going along, he's not making plays. So for Indianapolis, I kind of thought that was a roll of the dice there a bit. Detroit taking Gibbs, the running back, who had transferred into Alabama, good player. Kind of thought that was a little high to get him, but okay, that's fine. And then they came right back and they picked Campbell. And a lot of people thought Campbell was a second-day guy who's going to go tonight. And Jack Ham absolutely is sold on Jack Campbell and has been for two years. And that's enough of an endorsement for me. Jack talks about how his length, 
how he plays the pass, his instincts in the game. So based on what Jack Ham says, Detroit made a really terrific pick there. Uh, and tonight, Joey Porter Jr. will go. I think Jair Brown goes tonight. In fact, I think Joey Porter Jr., I think there's a really good chance he goes to Pittsburgh right out of the gate. And then Joey Porter, and then Jair Brown, I think he'll go tonight. Outside chance that maybe Brenton Strange goes tonight. Outside chance. And then we got to see about the fate of Parker Washington in all of this as well. He, he's, such, he's such an unknown. And there's going to be a lot of concentration tonight on Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. Hooker's 25. He's coming off an ACL. They say he's recovering well. A lot of people have interviewed him. I know they like him. They're concerned about his age. Not that he's too young. They say at 25, is he too old? Interesting. But Will Levis is sitting there. And let's face it, there's going to be somebody early tonight that will pick Will Levis. Somebody early tonight will do it. And it just matters now where Will gets picked. But I think Joey Porter Jr., just a guess, I think he's off the board right away to the Steelers. All right, we will come back, take a look at the prospects of the other Nittany Lions in the draft. You know, we'll talk a little bit about Jair Brown and about Brenton Strange, but we're going to mix in some Juice Scruggs and some other guys as well as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstores, ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first. For microbrews, imports, domestic specialties, they got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones's favorite place. Snacks, Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks, check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on this Friday. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. Pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And look, 
one of those rainy weekends with the NFL draft, rounds two and three tonight, four through seven tomorrow. NBA playoffs and Stanley Cup playoffs and baseball as well. Hey, not a bad weekend. Just stock up now. Enjoy the weekend. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. So let's continue now with a look at Penn Staters in the NFL draft. Once you get through, obviously, and, you know, and get to rounds two and three, and then rounds four through seven, then free agents. There'll be more and more Penn State names that are going to crop up. So let's start with Jair Brown. Jair Brown, in my opinion, has a lot going for him and will have a lot going for the team that picks him. He has the ability to play the pass, and has excellent ball skills and hands to go with it, as evidenced by the 10 interceptions that he had in his Penn State career. He had six in 2021, and he had four in 2022. So he has the ability to make plays on the ball. And I'll give you an example of two plays, in, or excuse me, one play in particular that really sticks out to me. It was actually in the Outback Bowl, and early in the game, Arkansas was driving, and Jefferson went back to pass, and he threw it in the end zone, and the ball was picked off by Jair Brown. When you then look at the tape of the play or the replay of it, Jair Brown, from my vantage point, is on the far side of the field, and he comes across the field, I'd say a good 35 yards 35 yards across the field. And Jefferson, I mean, he's looking in the end zone. The guy he wants to throw to is initially open. Right? I mean, it should be an easy Arkansas touchdown. And Jair Brown comes all the way across the field because he read Jefferson and said, wait, he's going here. Comes all the way across and makes the pick in the back of the end zone, cutting in front of the receiver. You can't put a price on that kind of smarts and ball skills all at the same time. And he's just a smart football player. That's why he was the guy that was in the secondary that called out all the coverages for everybody else because he is the guy that really had the best handle on where everybody happened to be among the chess pieces on the offense. And he did a lot to help out the defense knowing that he could look at it and say, okay, let's get into this, make sure that we're in the, in the right spots. And he's the one that did that. Also in the Prowler package, he was able to get himself closer to the line of scrimmage. His ability to blitz, scrape off the blitz, and make plays off the blitz were really important. He timed it up well, and he showed showcased his quickness there. And not only that, if they decided to run the ball, he is really terrific against the run. He sticks his nose in there, and he makes hits in the running game. It makes a big difference. I think that the team that gets him is going to be getting a full package of football player right there. Jaquan Brisker's in the league. Jaquan's a little bigger in stature than Jair Brown is, but Jair plays a lot the same way. And if anybody wants to look at how Jaquan has translated to the NFL, I think Jair's going to trans, uh, translate to the NFL as well. And remember, at one point early in his career at Lackawanna, he played corner. And then move from corner at Penn State eventually to safety. So he does bring some corner skills with him, and that does help. 
He understands how to play the spot. So there's, to me, for Jair Brown, it's not just the physicality. It's not just the cover skills. And it's not just the hands. It is the fact that he has a really terrific football mind. And he has leadership. You know, if you're around them, around a guy like that, and you see the other players naturally gravitate towards somebody like that, and not only gravitate toward him, but when he speaks, the other players listen, and what he says is meaningful. And that's something that is going to be really important for him moving forward. The next guy is Juice Scruggs. I think most of you know the Juice Scruggs story. And for those who may not know all of it, he was involved early in his Penn State career in an awful car accident. And it was miraculous he got out of it. The recovery was long. I remember him finally being just physically being back at practice to watch. And the weight that he lost... And this guy, you want to talk about the work ethic. When you see how powerfully built Juice Scruggs is, that's all work. Lots of work in the weight room. He got, he gained the weight back and then some. He got his power back and then some. And then you watch him play on the field. NFL teams value versatility on the offensive line. Yeah, it's great if you can pick the perfect left tackle and you're in, you're in great shape. Um, but you're talking about 45-man rosters. They don't carry 10 offensive linemen. They carry, uh, I think some teams carry seven, most carry eight. If you have somebody in there that has the ability to play multiple spots, that really helps. And the fact is that Juice can play center and guard. When you saw him play guard, he not only played at a high level and could get to the second level and make a block, he could pull out into the open field and lead and make plays. He has the speed and quickness to do that. When he moved over to center, they did the same thing with him. They were able to take him at the center spot, Boom, and pull him out and get him in the open field and block. The best I saw at it, at it in the NFL, now this is the NFL, it's not college, obviously, but Kevin Mawai of the Jets may have been among the best I have seen at the ability to pull out, get themselves in the open field and make plays. I mean, Curtis Martin gained a lot of yards having that guy at center and pulling for him in the open field. The... Um, the next part is uh, is the fact that he can get out there and do that. And he's, he's the guy that called uh, stuff at the line of scrimmage. Same story. But he can play center, both guard spots, leader, ability to recognize fronts, and has the ability to call out. He's good on the center snap straight back, and he's good on the shotgun snap. 
And I think his quickness and his ability, it's not just to pull and get into the open field, you know, the speed and quickness to do that, but then you have to have the ability in the open field to make the proper block where you're not making a block that creates a penalty. And Juice Scruggs did not make blocks that created penalties. He just made blocks. And I think the team that gets him is going to be in a spot where it's going to be a big plus for them to get him. He has the versatility to do everything that we talked about here. The ver- he has the versatility to do all of that. And I think that's going to be really important moving forward. They can play both guard spots and bring similar skill sets at the two guard spots as he would to the center spot. And an NFL team is really going to value that. And I think down the road, Juice Scruggs starts in the NFL. He's, he has all the ingredients to do that. And the fact that he brought him the, the perseverance and the work ethic to bring himself back from what was obviously something that was terrible early in his career speaks volumes about him. This is a worker. And he puts a lot of time and effort into it. A lot of time and effort. The next guy up is someone that's been talked about more and more as time goes, and that's Brenton Strange. Brenton Strange... On Pro Day, he really helped himself. On Pro Day, there were a lot of people talking about Brenton Strange. They have finally got a good long look at him. They saw what he could crank out in the weight room. They saw how quick he was in the drills. And you can see on tape his ability to catch the ball. Let's go back to Juice Scruggs. We talked about versatility in the league. Well, guess what? This is what he brings to the table in the league. Let's pick a team, San Francisco 49ers. What do the 49ers have? They have a great tight end, one of the best in the business at George Kittle. And Kyle Juszczyk at fullback, also considered to be one of the best in the business. All right, So that's two guys in two spots. Brenton Strange may not be a pro bowler, but he can play on the line of scrimmage next to the tackle as a tight end and can excel and do well. He can block at the line of scrimmage. He can combo block. He can release and get out and run a pattern. Right. Two, he can play H-back, which means you want to take him and put him in motion and have him lead into the hole off motion and get in there. We saw that this year his blocking has just improved so much over the past two years. And he was an outstanding blocker this year for Penn State, and it made such a big difference. And you can do that from that H-back spot where you put him in motion, boom, and into the hole you go, and you're the lead going into that hole. He can do that. If you want to use him as an offset fullback, you can do that too because he did that here as well. But the added bonus is that he is quick enough that you can take him and split him out and put him in the slot. So he brings... Good hands, blocking ability, and the fact that he can block just not not just from a three-point stance on the line of scrimmage, but from a two-point stance as an H-back, and you can put him out as a slot receiver as well to be a part of your pass game if you want to go to a five-wide package. 
Uh, he, he brings all of that. Is he great on the line of scrimmage? No, he's really good. Is he great as an H-back? Nobody's really good. Is he great in, in the slot? Nobody's really good. He's really good at everything. I'm not going to sit there and tell you he's great at, at any one thing, but he's really good at all of it. And NFL teams are going to really value that moving forward. He will help himself uh, by that full package and the fact that he is a physical player. Uh, he is a physical player, and it means, I think, it's going to mean a lot to his draft status. So now we've been able to go through um, four guys total, three uh, talking about rounds two through seven here. Next up would be the mystery guy of the draft, and that is Parker Washington. Parker Washington is the mystery guy for the simple reason that he got hurt before the Rutgers game and has not been able to go through the combine or the pro day, and he's been able to do all the interviews, but not the physical stuff that you're looking for. Well, nobody's been able to put him on a stopwatch, you know, their own stopwatch. Obviously, they do have times here at Penn State for him. Um, And the key for him is going to be how he ends up looking to them on tape. And I know when I was on the Giants podcast, they asked me about that. And I said, look, watch the Ohio State tape. He had 100 and I don't know, what do you have, 184 yards receiving in that game? And he made one handy catches. He showed some speed and stuff over the middle. We know Parker has really good hands, terrific hands. It's not just the ability to make the one-handed catch. He can make almost any catch. The ball's near him. There's an excellent chance he's going to make the play. And I think he'll be a good slot receiver in the NFL. He is quick enough, despite the fact he has a different build for a wide receiver. And the... Uh, and you know, and we all know he has a different build for a wide receiver. But you know what he does have that's a little bit different? He is the best I have seen at Penn State since Jordan Norwood at the ability to run something and then suddenly cut in such a way where he can turn off that ankle and and like almost like Physically, it's 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 hard to describe. It's, I think it's physically it's hard to do. Jordan Norwood was brilliant at the ability to take and just cut on a dime and spin and go. Parker Washington can do that. And I'll tell you, a guy on the current team that actually can do it is Caden Saunders. Uh, but those are like traits that are really important that he can do that. And, and Jordan Norwood with Derek Williams. Deion Butler, Jordan Norwood, if they were to sit there and run 100, I, I think there's a good chance I think Butler might win it. Derek would dispute it, but I think Butler would win it. Derek would be right there. Norwood would finish third. But if you have the, talk about the ability to cut and get yourself open because of the cut, Norwood would be the guy. That's Parker Washington. Washington has that ability I think people are going to like a lot because it gets him open to make plays because of that ability. Next up is Mitchell Tinsley. Tinsley is a guy that I think has uh, has really helped himself by the bowl game, the all-star game, and really helped himself at Pro Day here. You know, Tinsley can play outside or he can play the slot. 
What he showcased on Pro Day was the agility that they were looking for. And I don't think they were sure if he had it or not, but then he went through the agility drills. And when he did that, I know he turned a lot of heads that day. Doesn't mean he's a first pick. Doesn't mean he's a second day pick. No, 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 no. But can you get picked and get yourself into the league? He can do that. He has the hands. We've seen that. So we know he can catch it. He runs good routes. Look at the touchdown catch in the Rose Bowl. Fabulous route. Ball right there. Reels it in. Gets the job done. He also made that catch on the sideline. I think it was in the Minnesota game where he just went up and just made an absolutely remarkable catch. He can do all that. And he's physical enough where he can be a blocker. Tinsley's really helped himself in the bowl game. All-star work and really helped himself on Pro Day because he was able to showcase right the the agility I think that they were looking for. And that makes a big difference. Uh, P.J. Mustafer. P.J. Mustafer. Came back from a really hard knee injury. Really hard. That, that injury he had in the Iowa game, it was a tough injury. He worked hard to get himself back. And you could see in the preseason, in the first couple of games of the season, he just wasn't quite back yet. And he finally started to round back into the P.J. Mustafer we've seen in games starting at Auburn. This guy can play the run. He is somebody that can plug holes. He takes up extra bodies knows how to play, has leadership beyond words. I think it does not hurt his cause at all that his brother Sam is in the, in the league as, as a starting center. I think that helps because people will say, well, okay, we know what a Mustafer can do and what a Mustafer can bring to the table. Let's see what his brother can do, and he'll get a long look there. But P.J. is the kind of guy that will take over a locker room in a positive way, and on the field, I think he is – a strong, powerful run stopper that can make plays. Does he need to be better in the pass rush? Yeah. But you know what? There's only one Aaron Donald out there. Let's give credit where credit is due. There's only one. So it's really hard to look at a guy like that and and make a comparison to it because you can't really can't do that. P.J. Musfer just has to go out and be the first P.J. Musfer. Now, he may be a mid to late third day pick, but the team that gets him is going to get somebody I think that is going to make not only make their roster, but I think is going to be playing for them. And that is going to be, um, you know, I think it's going to be a plus for the team that gets him. And, you know, he and Ju- Juice are the two guys that have had great comeback stories. Parker has to have a little bit of a comeback story as well because he's coming off an injury, too. And, again, he's the mystery guy in the draft. Nobody's been able to work him out at the combine. Nobody's able to work him out on pro day. But he'll be healthy enough once they get done. I think he might be healthy enough when they get to minicamps. All right. Take a break. More in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. 